Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series season four, episode three of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking at the week of December the 27th to January the 2nd, looking at Moses chapter 1 um, and Abraham chapter 3. Uh, and today we're going to conclude Moses chapter 1 by looking at what happens once Satan is cast out of Moses's presence. Uh, in verse 25, the Lord starts speaking again to Moses, saying, Moses, uh, blessed art thou, Moses, for I, the Almighty, have chosen thee, and thou shalt be made stronger than many waters, for they shall obey thy command as if thou wert God. Of course, referring to um, what would happen later in Moses' uh, ministry where he would part the Red Sea with the power of God uh, supporting him. Um, and in verse 26, And lo, I am with thee, even unto the end of thy days, for thou shalt deliver my people from bondage, even Israel my chosen. So here, uh, clearly the Lord again is speaking to Moses about what he is going to do, again helping his place uh, chronologically where this vision takes place. So it must have taken place between the time the Lord spoke with, jo uh, with uh, Moses in the, from the burning bush to the time when Moses reaches Egypt to accomplish this um, task which the Lord has given him. Um, and then um, in verses 27 to 28 and, and onwards, Moses has an incredible experience. It says, And it came to pass, as the voice was still speaking, Moses cast his eyes, his eyes and beheld the earth, yea, even all of it. And there was not a particle of it which he did not behold, discerning it by the Spirit of God. And he beheld also the inhabitants thereof, and there was not a soul which he, did, he, he beheld not. And he discerned them by the Spirit of God, and their numbers are great, even numberless as the sand upon the seashore. Just pause for a moment and just think just what expansiveness, what huge, you know, almost infinite to our mortal minds possibility, like calculations that must have been for him to have seen everything, every particle of God's creation. Um, and... Um, and notice it says um, the earth, so it's speaking specifically of this world and the inhabitants thereof um, that he discerned. So he saw you, uh, which is quite amazing to consider, and all the lands thereof as well. Uh, and then in verse 30, Moses has kind of seen all of this. And he's obviously struck with awe and wonder. And he says, tell me, I pray thee, why these things are so and by what thou madest them. So Moses is not a passive learner, and we should learn from this as well, to not be passive in our learning. And this is something which Moses quite clearly has um, a quality for, because remember yesterday when he spoke to Satan, he said that he had many things to ask of God as well. So clearly Moses likes to question and find things out, and we should be the same too. Uh, and he asks two questions. He asks, why these things are so, and and by what thou madest them? Um the Lord's reaction is interesting. Um, it says in verse 31, And behold, the glory of the Lord was upon Moses, so that Moses stood in the presence of God and talked with him face to face. So he, he sees him face to face. Um, and then uh, he speaks to him and says, his first response is this, For mine own purpose have I made these things. Here is wisdom, and it remaineth in me. So basically, he starts with saying, the reason is for my wisdom. Um, and, you know, there are reasons that I have for doing these things, which are beyond your understanding, basically. But then in verse 32, 
he says, how? It says, and by the word of my power have I created them, which is mine only begotten son who is full of grace and truth. And worlds without number have I created, and I also created them for mine own purpose, and by the son I created them, which is mine only begotten. So here we find some fascinating insights into um, the, the, the creation. Now we know that the creation, thinking of our discussion about doctrine, is a core doctrine, uh, is a, well, understanding how the world was created is not a core doctrine, but the fact the world was created is core and central to our understanding of the plan of salvation. So the fact that the world was created by God for us to come and live on it is a core doctrine, but the supporting doctrine of how um, it was by Christ. The fact that Jesus Christ created the world is not necessary for our salvation. It is not a core doctrine, but it is a supporting doctrine. It is still truth and an, and an, and an eternal doctrine. In terms of how Christ did that, well, that's probably where we start reaching into the esoteric doctrines and we can discuss those. But I think that for the purpose of a daily episode of Come Follow Me, which is only 10 minutes long, we can't really get into that. So you can discuss that in your own time with your with your in people that you study with. Um, but we know that it was by Christ that these worlds were created. As President Russell M. Nelson said, quote, This earth is one but of is but one of many creations over which God presides. Worlds without number I have, have I created, he said, and I also created them for mine own purpose. Grand as it is, planet Earth is part of something even grander, that great plan of God. Simply summarize, the earth was created that families might be. Scripture explains that a husband and wife shall be one flesh, and all is that, and all this that the earth might answer the end of its creation. Close quote. So we know from this that the earth is not alone in being created by God. Worlds without number, God has created. I mean, when you actually look into the science and the data as to how grand the universe is, it boggles your mind. Um, you know, if you take a direct view, like straight through the universe, just one pinprick view right through the universe, you will see countless billions of stars and galaxies. And that's with just one path through the universe you then go into the many other ways you can make your way through the universe and there will obviously be countless countless um, um things about uh, um, planets and galaxies and creations now obviously at the time moses was alive this was not understood fully by man and so the fact that he's receiving this is an incredible um momentous occasion that he learns about the vastness of the universe and how god's creations are and even when Joseph Smith received this as revelation, translated this and received this, this chapter of Moses chapter one, even then, you know, the understanding of the universe was not as we have it today. And yet it's being described with such similarity of how we understand it now. It's just clearly by God, by revelation. Uh, he then talks about Adam for a bit uh, and then we are going to have to skip over that to get to where we want to go for the for the remaining three minutes or two minutes and a half of this episode. It then gets to verses 38 and 39, which, of course, are very well known. And in fact, Moses chapter one, verse 39, I think to this date, or if not, it was recently, uh, is the most quoted scripture we have from our standard works in general conference. There's a great app, if you haven't got it already, called Citation Index, which basically takes every verse from the standard works and links every talk from every general conference that has been in the church uh, and links it with that verse. So you can go and take a verse like Moses 139, 
go to that verse in the citation index and you'll find every um, talk that has quoted it. That is really where I get most of my quotes that I share with you in this podcast. It is a great resource. Moses 139 um, is the one uh, which um, it's actually been used to to the last count that I can see uh, 350 times. Now you might think, well, that doesn't sound a lot. Well, to put that into context, other verses that members of our church use a lot, let's think First Nephi 3.7, that's the first one that came to my mind. That's been used just 103 times, not even a third of the times that Moses 139 has been used. So that just kind of gives you an idea of just how much um, Mo- <coughs> Moses 139 is used. Moroni chapter 10 verse 5 has been used 53 times. So clearly this verse is important to us as Latter-day Saints. Uh, in verse 38 it says, And as one earth shall pass away, and the heavens thereof even, so shall another come. And there is no end to my works, neither to my words. Elder Dietrich Uchtdorf said, quote, Given the vastness of God's creations, it's no wonder the great King Benjamin counseled his people to always retain in remembrance the greatness of God and your own nothingness. But even though man is nothing, it fills me with wonder and awe to think that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. And while we may look in the vast expanse of the universe and say, what is man in comparison to the glory of creation? God himself said we are the reason he created the universe. His work and glory, the purpose for his magnificent universe is to save and exalt mankind. In other words, the vast expanse of eternity, the glories and mysteries of infinite space and time are all built for the benefit of ordinary mortals like you and me. Our Heavenly Father created the universe that we might reach our potential as his sons and daughters. This is a paradox of man. Compared to God, man is nothing, yet we are everything to God. While against the backdrop of infinite creation we may appear to be nothing, we have a spark of eternal fire burning within our breast. We have the incomprehensible promise of exaltation, worlds without end within our grasp, and it is God's great desire to help us reach it. Close quote. As it says in Moses one thirty nine, For behold, this is my work and my glory, to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Um, this is truly incredible, inspirational and awe-inspiring and uplifting um, doctrine. And I love that uh, quote by Elder Updorf because, of course, you know, it, to Moses, at the moment he saw these things, he did say that he knows that man is nothing. But... Whilst that may be true in the grand nature of God's plan, it is for us, for us, we are everything to God. It was all done because of us and our potential. And I'm grateful to to be able to understand this because it helps me recognize the power that God can have in my life and this power that he has and how he's mighty to save. And also just how important I am personally, we are all to him. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll continue our study tomorrow. Please join our Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me to um, find, to hear more. And until we meet again.